It's time for the Hokie Hour on the Tim Donnelly Show on the WRAD Talk Network. Now from the Makadoo Studio, here's Tim Donnelly. Hokie Hour starts right now here on the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM. We are live inside the Makadoo Studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker team hotline and before we jump with two feet into the deep end of the justin fuente news let's make sure you are taken care of when it comes to not just the justin fuente news but the basketball game duke getting upset by clemson alex cora and much much more in this segment called got you covered no one has time to catch all the games don't worry tim will get you covered An absolutely full day of sports over the last 24 hours, and we're actually going to start with something that took place far away from a field, a court, a pool, uh, any arena of competition. It came from Pete Thamel of Yahoo Sports, who reported that Justin Fuente is a leading candidate for the vacant Baylor head coaching job. That's right, Justin Fuente, the head coach of Virginia Tech, is expected to interview with Baylor either last night or today about his candidacy for the Baylor head coaching position. And needless to say, if those contacts, those conversations go on much longer, it could severely affect the offseason for Virginia Tech, particularly with the fact that we thought Things were just winding down. They hire Ryan Smith to round out the coaching staff. He's going to be corners coach. And we thought we were headed towards an offseason of tranquility and getting better. Instead, now there is a huge wrench in the Virginia Tech offseason. We'll see how it plays out moving forward. Also for Virginia Tech and the Hokies, last night marked a big game for the basketball team. Mike Young is definitely a coach that a whole bunch of programs would be looking at. But let's just say Virginia Tech is happy to have him and that this is home for him being a native of the NRV. He had the Hokies locked and loaded and ready to play last night in Winston-Salem against Wake Forest. And uh, let's just say they pulled it off, a double-digit victory over their ACC rival. Uh, Tyrese Radford finishes with 21 points, 13 rebounds, and four steals, and more importantly, one posterizing dunk on a 7-foot center for Wake Forest. The 6-foot, 1-inch Tyrese Radford plays like he's 6'9". He plays like he's Paul George, and he did so once again last night. To stick in ACC basketball, there was a huge upset last night as Clemson defeated number three in the country, Duke. So Clemson, in back-to-back games, has now beaten North Carolina for the first time in Chapel Hill in 59 tries and number three, Duke, by a score of 79-72. to The ACC does not have the heavyweights at the top that we thought they were going to. Virginia Tech in sole possession of fourth place in the ACC. Do you dare to dream about tackling some of these Goliaths with Mike Young and the fellas uh, uh, with the Hokies? You know what? I'm going to say this. Feel free to dream. As a fan, it's what you're supposed to do. If everyone above you looks shaky, go ahead and chase them down. The other big news that came, again, away from a field, away from a court, is Luke Keekley retiring. The five-time All-Pro linebacker, just 28 years old, for the Carolina Panthers, put out a video Uh, announcement that he is stepping away from the game. He felt like now was the time. It was definitely 
giving conflicting emotions in the video seemed like it was a converse or excuse me a decision that weighed heavily upon Luke Keekley but I will just tell you this it appears as if there's going to be a generation of players that is extremely content to sign one big contract, make themselves financially stable for the rest of their lives, and get out of the game before the physical nature of the game takes its toll. You look at Luke Keekley, you look at Calvin Johnson, you look at Andrew Luck, you look at uh, Willis, Patrick Willis out of San Francisco. These are some of the best players of this generation, none of them played past 30. It's going to be really interesting to see how this affects the 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 game moving forward. Sticking in Carolina, Joe Brady, the LSU pass coordinator, has been announced as the Carolina offensive coordinator uh, under Matt Rule. And I will tell you this much, he just led the greatest passing season in the history of college football. He turned Joe, uh, Joe Burrow from an undrafted player into a potential number one, almost a lock to be a number one draft pick. So, so he's hot right now. That, that, that Joe Brady, he's so hot right now. To quote Zoolander, it is a, an absolutely fantastic time to be a, a Carolina Panthers fan from a coaching standpoint. But then you have Luke Keekley, maybe not from a player standpoint. Uh, and lastly, uh, Alex Cora is out uh, out of the Red Sox. They decided to part ways as the cheating scandal in Major League Baseball continues to spread its its legs across the entire league. And you're starting to have former players like CC Sabathia come out and say he felt that the Yankees were robbed of a title in 2017. As I say often, fairness and equality are two of the most sacred things in sports. Everyone that steps inside the lines need to feel like they have a fair shot. That is being questioned by the cheating scandal in Major League Baseball, and they're going to have to get their own yard in order quickly. Good morning, everybody. Should we we deep breathe before we dive into this Justin Fuente story? All right, everybody, if you want to do it, let's go ahead and do it. Everybody in and out. Now we're ready to go. Okay, because there's a lot to unpack here. And it all started roughly 11 hours ago. It was during the tailgate show, so it was uh, 45 minutes, an hour before the basketball game started last night for the Hokies. Uh, Pete Thamel, Yahoo Sports, tweeted this out. News. Baylor is targeting Virginia Tech's Justin Fuente as next coach and is planning on an in-person interview in next 24 hours. Multiple sources tell Yahoo Sports Fuente is considered leading candidate. And that's all it took, right? That's all it took for for Hokie Twitter to ignite, for college football Twitter to, to take over and start running with a million conspiracy theories, right? A million of them. And, and, and here's kind of my first thought was this. It seemed like the Virginia Tech ship had finally steadied, right? The Virginia Tech season, let's make no jokes about it. This past football season was a roller coaster of multiple different varieties. It was the downturn through the first month in the season, the upturn over the next eight games, the downturn at the end of the season. That's, that's a sign curve. You get that sine curve? That's a that's an old algebra reference. Oh uh, yeah, I haven't used that in a long time. It's a sine curve. You're gonna use this stuff the rest of your life. Not at all. <laughs> well, we did kind of make, reference you, it you, now. You make one reference when you're you're 29 years old, and that's it. Suddenly, high school all <laughs> feels worth it now. 
<laughs> what's uh, what's the other one? There's sine, Ooh, cosine, cosine, and tan. Tangent, yeah, tangent. tangent. Uh, all right, hey, I'm pretty proud of that. But it's on but the calculator to my, me. My point is that 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 up and down happened throughout the season, and that's not even including the up and down that we felt emotionally around things like Bud Foster announces he's retiring, and and we're like, oh. Bud Foster in the middle of the season posts two shutouts. We're like, hey, Bud Foster can't stop Bryce Perkins and and Lynn Bowden Jr. Oh, right. Those up and downs were going on simultaneously throughout the entire season. Then we hit the offseason and there's an entire coaching staff they have to build. So they 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 promote Justin Hamilton. They bring back Daryl Tapp. They bring on Tracy Clays. They bring on, they promote Adam Lechtenberg. They they sign Ryan Smith. And for like six hours, it seemed like the the waters had steadied. It seemed like the ship had come to rest. And finally, we could all go. All right, we have a normal off season where all we need to worry about is are all of the stud players that are returning getting better. Right? Are, are Damon Hazleton and Trey Turner continuing to develop their skills? Is that offensive line getting more reps in the film room alongside each other? Is James Mitchell prepared to step up into the role of Dalton Keene as the premier tight end? Are the corners, guys like Caleb Farley, getting healthy? That's what we were worried about. Will Khalil Herbert and... and uh, Raheem Blackshear, the new the new running backs, assimilate into the team well. It's the little things. Finally, we got to be a normal uh, following of a college football program, right? Finally, we get to be like like so many other programs that have stability. And it took one tweet from Pete Thamel to completely, completely completely shatter that concept. Yeah, you're talking about, uh, you know, rocking the boat with Carolina Panthers earlier. Like, this just basically blew a hole in the side of that boat. We had been building a sandcastle all day. And Pete Thamel came through (laughs) and with one tweet put his foot through it. Ran through it, dove on it, jumped on it, stomped on it. Because now... There's once again instability in the program. And 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 trust me, I can tell you this because uh because a a a player is quick to tell a fan base to shut up when when a fan base isn't being positive. Right? Certain players decided to leave, go, uh, declare early, and certain current players decided to say, "All you fans better shut your mouth." Because, because you're not real fans if you're not supporting them and their decisions. Because they do things like that, I know they're on social media. I know they're Googling their names. I know they're seeing what's trending in Hokie Nation. And because of that, I know that Hokie players have seen that Coach Fuente is interviewing in person for the Baylor job. Think about how that affects an 18 to 22-year-old that committed to play for Justin Fuente. And by the way, Will Stewart, techsideline.com, right? Friends with those guys, Will Stewart, Chris Coleman, they do a great job. He put, good source tells him there's some juice to this. And then he felt the need to, to, to reemphasize and say a lot of juice with asterisks on either side of the lot. 
just so I know to pronounce it a lot of juice. This is now a thing. Even if, and and I've had some people on Twitter tell me this, even if he's doing this for virtuous reasons, noble reasons that we'll get to in a second, it's still a thing. Let's go, you know what? Maybe we should give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's look through the possible motives for Justin Fuente doing this when we return. Stick around. Sports in the NRV just got a wake-up call. Wake up! The Tim Donnelly Show continues next on WRAD. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD. Uh, Hokie Twitter having some fun with with the Fuente news. We'll, we'll get to that when we get to our hashtag Hokie segment. In the meantime, we have a caller on the line joining us on the Baker team hotline. Who do we got? We got Fred the Beetle guy on the Baker team hotline. Fred the Beetle guy on the Baker team hotline. What's going on, my man? Hey, Tim Lobro at the break of dawn, brother. Uh, a goody boggy, my ass. Uh, that's uh, German for good morning. You know, pass me the rubber biscuit. Uh, but anyway, just a, a, a item or two about uh, the scrambling of the Fuentes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, about a year or so ago, we talked briefly about, you know, his intentions and uh, monies and contracts and recruiting and whatnot. And uh, it doesn't come as much of a surprise. So uh, we'll see how that kind of works itself out. But. Uh, one name I'd like everybody to keep in the back of their noggin, uh, Todd Grantham. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Todd Grantham would be uh, one of the names thrown out there along with, you know, I've already seen Grantham. I've already seen Will Healy at Charlotte. I've already seen Shane Beamer, which is which is kind of crazy how quickly those names can come together when, you know, it was 11 hours ago that we first learned that Baylor was even interested in Well, you know, it's ring around the rosy. That was about the Black Plague. Uh, <laughs> So uh, that's not too humorous a mention, but uh, uh, we'll see how it works out. And uh, I got the check on uh, Mr. Grantham uh, because he's a great guy, a local guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think he has a pretty good amount of experience. And the people here and the new hires that uh, Fuentes made, which he knew he had to make, uh, I think would work pretty well with Todd. So that's just my two cents worth. And you all have a great day. All right. Appreciate it. Bye. Uh that's Fred the Beal guy on the Baker team hotline. Thanks for calling in. Uh, let's talk about Justin Fuente's motivation, right? Which is kind of what, what he was alluding to, and it's where I wanted to get to eventually anyway. There's a few different reasons why you take this interview. The one is the most obvious, right? You want the Baylor job. <laughs> that's, why, that's one reason why you take interviews. You want the job. Another reason could be he wants more money, right? And he wants to go to Virginia Tech and say, listen, I'm going to entertain this Baylor job unless you toss in a couple shekels my way. It's like what you say about the job interview thing where it's about your worth. Exactly. You, you are, you're worth what you can get someone to pay you. Now, now I want to give some shout-outs to some, some individuals on Twitter here, even though this is not hashtag Hokies segment. Um, you know, I basically said if he's doing this for the money or it looks like he's doing this for the money, it's going to be difficult for him to, um, it's going to, be difficult for him to, to get Hokie Nation back on his side. Uh, at... RMC underscore Yo60, Michael Yo said, uh, personally, I'm thinking it's trying to get more money for his assistance support staff. I don't think he's trying to get more money or a new contract. It already runs through 2024 right now, and that was after an extension in 2018. Uh, at Ryan4VT, Ryan Dye said, 
But what if he's trying to get extra money for his assistants and to try and get new uh, an, uh, and get new analysts? That's what the sport is going towards. Maybe he's trying to take care of his staff. I have no idea. Just looking at it from a different light. That that's an interesting thing. If he were taking interviews with Baylor and then coming back to Virginia Tech and saying, "Listen, I'm going to entertain this unless you give me a larger pool of cash to pay my assistants, so I can get better assistants or that." so that they can feel more wanted and more willing to stick around, that's noble, right? That's putting your neck on the line, knowing that just by taking the interview, uh, the the social medias will light up against you, but you'd be doing that. You'd be, you'd be taking those arrows into your back to get more money for your assistance. That would be the noblest of the reactions to this. But there's no way for us to know Right. There's there's no way for us to know what is going on inside someone else's head. There's no no way to know. I can't mind read. So it kind of gets put on to Coach Fuente to to manage this story. Because in college sports, perception is reality. If everyone thinks something, even if it's not true, it becomes reality. If everyone thinks Justin Fuente is is taking an interview with Baylor to try to leave Virginia Tech, it doesn't matter if he is taking an interview to try to leave Virginia Tech because other coaches will use that sentiment against Virginia Tech in recruiting. Assistant coaches will be looking for their next step in case Justin Fuente takes it. If everyone believes something, it doesn't matter if it's true or not in college sports. All that matters is that everyone believes it. So Coach Fuente either needs to, either he is doing what the worst of our thoughts is, or he needs to get out ahead of this story and control it and tell us, guys, this isn't what it looks like. And he needs to do that in a way that, you know, if he is trying to get more money for his assistants, if he is trying to get more money for analysts, that doesn't undercut that quest. I feel like the longer he waits, and if it's just a money thing, the longer he waits, the harder it's going to be to get Hokie Nation back on his side. If he's just asking for more money, if the the end result of this is he gets another million per year from Virginia Tech or another 500000 per year from Virginia Tech and an extra two years added on to the end of his contract, if that is the end result, it will be very difficult for him to get Hokie Nation back on his his side because it will look like he just took advantage of Virginia Tech following an 8 and 5 season and a loss to UVA and a loss to to Kentucky in the Belk Bowl. Right. There are certain times where you can go in with your hand out. The end of this season is not one of them. No. Right? It it's 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 similar to Carolina, right? The Carolina Panthers are going to be asking the the city of Charlotte for money for a new stadium shortly. They better not start tanking, right? They better not think, oh, let's get the first pick. They better try to win because going in with your hand out when things aren't going well on the field doesn't look good. If Coach Fuente is going in with his hand out now, knowing that he lost his last two games to UVA and Kentucky, that doesn't look good. You win 10 games next year, you win win, uh, 11 games next year, there you go. There you go. We're going to take a break when we come back. It's time for Hashtag Hokies. Hokies.
Tim Donnelly show continuing here on the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM. It is now time for our favorite segment of Hokie Hour. It is time for Hashtag Hokies. And, and I will tell you right now, uh, Hokie Twitter is ignited by this, this Fuente news. Um, so let's go ahead and, and start with one that comes from at Baboni. That, that might be different, but B-A-B-B-O-N-I. Uh, it says, uh, if Fuente leaves, give us Coach Shane Beamer. Now, now I have multiple reactions to, to this sentiment, right? And, and I said this to, to Fred as well. I've seen so many names already thrown out to replace Coach, uh, Coach Fuente, whether it be Jerry Kill stepping into a head coaching position, whether it be Shane Beamer, whether it be Todd Grantham, whether it be Will Healy, whether it be any of these guys – and, and and let's not act like Coach Fuente is out the door already. Now, be prepared, and, and I'm sure Whit Babcock is at least making a call or two or, or you know texting a friend or two on the low off the record just to see what's going on. But, but let's not force Coach Fuente out the door. The, 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 the problem with changing coaches for any reason, whether it be the school initiating the break, whether it be the coach initiating the break or anything in between, NCAA initiating the break, is you need to find somebody better. So it's, it is it is there is an element of be careful what you wish for, right? Remember after the Duke game uh, when everyone and, and their mother was going, let's crowdfund the buyout, let's get him out of here. Be careful what you wish for because I, I, it's not like firing Coach Fuente is a guarantee that someone else will come in and do a better job. So you need to have someone waiting in the wings that is better. And Shane Beamer is interesting. And Will Healy is interesting. And Todd Grantham is certainly interesting. And I even made the joke that, heck, Bud Foster would have to take a call about a head coaching job, right? I don't think it's going to happen, but you, I mean, you might send him a text. You might send him a fruit basket with a hey, you up text. Hey, I mean, how what, that would be a storyline right there. I, I'm, I, I mean, it's it's a joke. I, I really don't think that's going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but be careful what you wish for when it comes to running Coach Fuente out of town. Because as of right now, He's got the team set up for 2020, right? Two days ago, you asked me about the outlook for 2020. I'm pretty darn optimistic, right? I'm citing reasons why I think the upcoming season would have been very, very good if you asked me to to give you an outlook towards the 2020 football season two days ago. And guess who was the head coach in those, those optimistic thoughts? Justin Fuente. So, so, so it would be irresponsible of me now to turn around and be like, good, get out of here. Ah, you're terrible. It's like, wait a second. If two days ago you were optimistic about the 2020 season, then you can't now retroactively say, the season was going to stink with them anyway. That's not cool on your part. The double standard. There. It is. It's, 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 it's not fair. So don't kick him out the door. If he wants to walk out the door, you don't have to stop him by any means. 
right? If, if he's taking interviews all over the place and he wants to leave, then there is absolutely no reason for you to feel any kind of attachment towards that guy. But if he is, I mean, looking to get a little extra cash for the assistance, whatever it may be, and he comes back, I still think he might he would be one of the better options for the 2020 season. Especially where it took like it's taken a couple of years for him to build the program back, you know, kind of in his sort of image, right? It is it is finally his program. I'll give you that much. Yeah, that's with Bud Foster now out, all of the Beamer recruits now gone. It is finally his program, one hundred percent. And it just that's an awful thing to think that he would just leave it. Yeah, and and he'd go in and start rebuilding, and 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 coaching is one of those kind of strange occupations where. You know, three and four years and a and a jump isn't that uh, crazy. And I want to I want to be clear. I'm leaving something kind of off the table in this conversation about Justin Fuente, not because we aren't going to talk about it, but because I know it is on the menu of options to talk about with Bill Roth during the Roth report in the eight o'clock hour. So so I'm kind of saving it because I want to have Bill uh, kind of be the the first one to make the 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 points that he's going to make. Um, but that's simply on the, is Baylor a step up from Virginia Tech? Why would you want to leave Virginia Tech for Baylor is a legitimate question, mm. right? Baylor has not always been uh, playing for a Big 12 championship like they did this year, right? So so that is a conversation that we need to have and we're going to have with Bill Roth. Um, and then just real quickly running through some of the things that I've seen on social media, um, there's quite a bit of 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 noise out there, right? Uh, at VTB underscore Rush, uh, at VT underscore B underscore Rush says, it's a business, stop getting your feelings hurt. Fact is, VT needs Fuente to stay right now more than Fuente needs to stay. Need to stop the negative sp- speculation, just wait and see. Um, uh, at, uh, let me move on from that one. Uh, at Steven Sorrell says, I think we have to see this play out. The report could be wrong. Remember all the rumors about Corny being gone and wait till after the bowl game. And obviously Cornelson is still around. Um, just trying to get you to some of the good ones here. At RMC underscore Yo60 says, I mean, the haters are already out in full force for this one. Makes zero sense for him to leave a day after he completed the staff. People are excited to see this staff. He leaves. It will most likely get blown up and we can't see what could have been. Timing is weird, but he's not worried. Uh there, I mean, there's a lot going on here. There's yeah. a lot going on here, uh, and and we're just gonna have to let it chill for a second. Again, we're gonna come back to this conversation with Bill Roth at the top of the next hour, so stick around for it. We do have one hashtag Hokies coming from the basketball side of things, and it comes from Evan Norris T at Evan Norris T. He says, "If you told me before the Hokies men's basketball season." That we'd be 13 and four at this point, be four and two in ACC play. Nolly would be the best, parentheses, or really close to it, player in the Atlantic Coast Conference. 6 1, Radford would posterize a seven foot center. I'd laugh at you and run away scared. And, and you know what? I'm with him. I'm with him. There, there is, you know, players and coaches. It's all moving forward, right? Uh, last game is 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 dust, moving forward. But I think it's a good point in the season for Virginia Tech Hokie fans to to reflect, to take a step back, right? To look back in the rearview mirror and say, 
how far has this team come in three months? And 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 that is not a small feat to do all of those things that Evan Norris T said they have done. Four and two in conference, thirteen and four overall, fourth in the ACC. You got six one practically big men dunking on people. I don't know if Nolly's the best player in the ACC, but he's the best freshman. And he's a top five scorer. And he's nothing to mess with. Reflect every once in a while. Right? If we're going to be like when things like the Fuente news happens, right? When things like uh, a big loss happens, if we're going to be as upset as we get when things aren't going well, if Hokie Nation is going to set things on fire the way they do when things aren't going well, then you need to consciously make sure when things are going well that you enjoy it. And Hokie basketball is going well. Let's take a break. When we come back, dive further into that basketball game. Hokies beat Wake Forest last night. Uh, We also will give away some tickets for the the Virginia Tech basketball game this Saturday. That's coming up. Stick around. Miss something? Yeah, we missed you so much. Download the Tim Donnelly Show podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Tim Donnelly Show, talk of the New River Valley, live inside the Mockadoo Studio. Guests and callers, join us on the Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. That's the Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. We're going to take a quick break uh, from the Coach Fuente to possibly interview with Baylor News. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to it as part of the Roth report at the top of the next hour with Bill Roth. Um, but we're going to take a quick break from that to talk a bit about the basketball game last night. Hokies get a victory over Wake Forest. And and this is going to sound crazy based on where this Hokie team started the season, but it was expected. It felt like it should, right? You went into a bottom-tier ACC team on the road that came into the game 8-7, and 1-4 in conference, and you handled your business. And the players that were supposed to play well played well. And you had four players in double figures, which is above my if-then threshold, right? I've been saying this all season. If the Hokies have three players in double figures, I like their chances against darn near everyone. They had three guys with 15-plus last night. They had two guys with 21 in Landers, Nolly, and Tyrese Radford. For the second consecutive game, Tyrese Radford went for at least 18-9. and And you know what? There's one play from that, that Virginia Tech game last night that I think is, is symbolic of the Hokie season this year. It's a microcosm. It is their season personified. And it's the play that all of you probably have seen in the highlights. Tyrese Radford driving baseline and dunking over Sar of Wake Forest, their seven-foot center. Right? At first glance, you look at it and go, that's so improbable. Tyrese Radford is six feet, one inch red shirt freshman guard that lost the handle on the ball on the way up and still finished a dunk over a seven foot tall player, right? You look at that and you think that's so improbable. Just like you may look at the Virginia Tech season and say, wait a second, they're all freshmen. All of them, except for Beattie and Horn, they're all freshmen. Nolly, Radford, 
Couture, Cone, Aline, Ojiako, they're all freshmen. The fact that they're 4-2 and two in the Atlantic Coast Conference, the fact that they're 13-4 and four overall, that's so improbable. Then you uh, to go back to the play, the dunk, right? It's improbable, but he put himself in a good position, right? Look at the play from the wide-angle lens. He beat his man off the dribble baseline. He forced a opposing big to help from not great position. Going to the basket, he wasn't intimidated by a seven-foot shot blocker. He attacked the rim and, and, and forced the issue, which is what you are supposed to do, right? Draw the contact. Try to get to the line. He did everything he was supposed to do and was rewarded for it by the improbable coming true. That is the microcosm of this team. Yes, they're all freshmen. Yes, it looks improbable. By the way, I didn't mention that Mike Young is a Virginia Tech freshman as well. This is his first season as the head coach, right? So you look at it and you think this is so improbable until you take that wide-angle lens and realize they're just putting themselves in the right situations. Mike Young microcosm. Mike, Mike Young is just putting the right players out there. And it's not necessarily always the most heralded recruit. It's not necessarily always the guy that looks the best. He's just putting the players out there that are going to put themselves in the right position. They're going to take good shots, which seems simple, but is so difficult in college basketball, especially for young players. They're just taking good shots. And it says a lot about his coaching ability, too, to be able to take like the ragtag squad and push them as far as he's pushed them. They know? are not fouling like at all. That's impressive. They are not turning the ball over, like, at all. They are near the top uh, in the country in in least fouls and least turnovers. Wabisabidi is top 10 in the country in assist-to-turnover ratio. Yeah, it might be improbable that this team is sitting at 13-4. and It might be improbable that this team is sitting at 4-2 and in the ACC. But all that is is the improbable becomes true becomes reality when you continuously do the right things. Tyrese Radford probably doesn't dunk on seven footers often, but when you do everything right, you give yourself a chance to dunk on a seven footer. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not Tyrese Radford, but if I were the screensaver on, do phones have screensavers? Uh, you can set them. I the think. screensaver on my phone would be that play on loop. <laughs> like a GIF. I, I would, I don't even know if you can still do this. Can you send mass text messages? Uh, Not a group chat, but like an individual text message, the same one to everyone in your phone book. I would download whatever app I need to download to send the video of me dunking on a seven footer to everyone in my phone book. There would be people that I had a group project with in high school that I haven't talked to, called, texted since that would be getting a video of me dunking on a seven-footer. <laughs> like, like, that is awesome. And if I were the Virginia Tech basketball team, if I were a Virginia Tech basketball fan, I would be looking to talk about this Hokie team. I'd be looking to say, hey, do you see Landers Nolly, redshirt freshman, Tyrese Radford, redshirt freshman. Jalen Cohn, freshman. Naheem Aline, freshman. All scored in double figures. 
All of them. The four leading scorers for Virginia Tech as they defeated an Atlantic Coast Conference team on the road were all freshmen. That's as improbable as a six foot one redshirt freshman dunking on a seven foot center. But don't don't focus on the improbability of it. Focus on the fact that they put themselves in position to do it. Right? It's 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 every every time a, a giant upset in sports happens. Miracle on ice. Buster Douglas over Tyson. Uh, what was it? Uh, you know, I don't know. Someone chasing down Tiger Woods. Every time it happens, it's like, oh my gosh, it happens. Oh, what happened? How, how, how? All you have to know is those people put themselves in a position, right? Buster Douglas doesn't knock, knock out Mike Tyson if he doesn't put himself in a position to have a shot at the title. Uh, the U.S. team in, on the Miracle on Ice doesn't defeat Russia if they don't put themselves in a position to be in the semifinals. You have to get into the ring before you can knock your opponent out. Virginia Tech routinely puts themselves in the ring by making the proper uh, decisions. Coming up at the top of the next hour following the news, uh, we will be talking with Bill Roth, the Roth Report, uh, the Justin Fuente news. We'll talk a little basketball. There's a lot to get to when, when Bill joins us today in just a couple of minutes. Stick around. Stick around.